0: Hello and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily
1: Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mommy, as my daughter calls me. We
0: are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, aka modern day educators navigating all the things.
2: We
1: are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equity, equality, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh
2: uh-ohs and boo-boos.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything that we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy banter we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving the water cooler conversation online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa?
1: I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It is Monday, June 6th. 2022 this is marissa rothermel and emily and emily smith and we are online and inspired and i'm stumbling over my words today because i have had probably five cups of coffee and it is a situation up in here i don't know how to describe i had a super early morning meeting uh not enough sleep because i've been doing far too much so that part's my own fault and i think i may have single-handedly drank the entire coffee pot today it's only noon and,
0: and for folks that haven't met you in person, that's scary It is because I mean, you're miss sunshine, even without coffee wow. or like, a couple of cups of coffee.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Yes. I know when we were traveling together, I, I had that look about me when the caffeine was starting to run out. Like, Oh my God, Emily, I need coffee right now. Where's the Starbucks? Son- what what's happening? <laughs> I can't function. So yeah, no, it's been a steady stream of uh, work meetings and uh, getting stuff ready for the next school year for the last five hours. And at some point I might just have to go jog the block or something like that to uh, to get some of this (laughs) caffeine out of my system. I have abandoned my coffee cup for the the remainder of this show. So I'll have a little, I'll have like 56 minutes of detox. We'll see how it goes. I
0: mean, do you at least have a very inspiring coffee mug that you're drinking
1: all of this coffee out of this morning? It, it was a Disney mug today. It was a Disney mug. It had Mickey's. It had Mickey's all over. I'm feeling the itch. I'm, I've, I've got to make a trip to Disney World pretty soon. I think it's, it's been a little too long pre-COVID times. I think it was 2019 was the last time we were there. So yeah, that's a problem. Yeah,
0: that's right. Come
1: to your neck of the woods. Exactly. Florida will welcome you. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Uh how was your week? It was great. Uh it's Monday, isn't it? It um, is. Wow. So this weekend we had a tropical storm here in uh South. Oh Florida. no. Oh, it wasn't anything. It was actually quite lovely because I adore rainy days. Okay. Especially on weekends. I mean, you talk about napping. I mean, which that doesn't really exist with a two-year-old, but <laughs> just uh, cozy. I, I love when it rains and everybody gives Florida summers a bad rap for mm-hmm. being so hot and humid. And of course they are, but we get, um, we get a lot of rain and I love it. So yeah, uh, tropical storm, just blew through. And that
1: was about the weekend. So. Was there any damage? How long did it last? And what did you do during your tropical storm time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will just tell you that the only reason I knew it was a tropical storm besides a few people emailing me was because when I was watching the original Top Gun, because now I'm on the <laughs> topic, they came on the TV saying flash flood warnings. And I'm sitting here on my couch thinking I'm trying to watch Top Gun. I'm not outside. <laughs> Why are you interrupting my show? Um, so yeah, so it it just felt like a rain a, a rainstorm.
1: Oh, all right. Well that's that's pretty mild. That's funny because I'm gonna bring that up a little bit later. Like it's hurricane season now. And oh. well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. Don't say it. I know, I know I should whisper it. Maybe you don't say the H word. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, what, so you were watching Top Gun, you wrote out your first tropical storm of the season and uh, all as well. I enjoyed it raining on Saturday here uh, because we were, ho- we were having a dual birthday party. So shout out to my Aunt Karen, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday. <laughs> Karen. And my niece Odessa. So we threw a little birthday party here at the house and uh, it was a rainy evening, but it was our first rainy evening out on our screened in porch. And it was perfect for party atmosphere because we kind of like kicked open the doors to the inside of the house. We had that nice cross breeze and everyone was a mixture of inside and sort of outside. And it was a really nice uh, little event. So I also enjoyed the rain, which I wouldn't typically. So.
0: oh, well, how fun. Yeah, it was a good time.
1: Did you- you're this is your last week with your districts, right? It is. I am wrapping up my partnership with uh two educational cooperatives in the state of Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm gonna I have to change like my Facebook who I work for and stuff this week. So wow. it's, it's I don't know. It's getting me in the feels a little bit to yeah. say bye to a lot of people. And I've started those emails and I've heard some really nice really nice compliments. So, uh, shout out to all of my friends who have made me feel good about my time spent with Minnesota. I'm going to miss everybody 100%. So can
0: you share what you posted on Slack about your sweet little message? That was so, I, I loved that so much.
1: Oh, I have to find it right now, but yes, I will. I was very, very, uh, I, I received a very, very kind, Thank you so to speak and here what were the exact words they were oh yeah mm-hmm. i used a snoop dog gif of course it's memorable <laughs> I put this up as a celebration, and it said uh, an email I got from one of my colleagues in Minnesota was, thanks so much for your involvement with, and then a the student's name. You have honestly been the most involved and provided the most ideas for students since I have been teaching. And so, of course, I put up a little gif of uh, Snoop Dogg on, "Ah," and that made me really happy. And I've gotten a couple emails like that right now. So it's nice, you know, to kind of, it's so nice when people take the time to just, you know, say something kind, you know, as I'm saying, Hey guys, find me on our podcast or on Facebook or whatever, uh, you know, thanks. It's been great working with you. You know, people that take that time to write that personal message is just, it's so appreciated and I love it. Definitely Mm -hmm. made my week.
0: How do you, you know, the school year always just flies by, totally flies by. I mean, what has this year shown you or how, do, how have you grown? <laughs> I mean, what lessons are you taking away from, um, what is it? 20, oh. 20, 20
1: school year. Oh, there's so much. There's so much to process this year. Like at the end of it, I think I need to sit down in a dark room and just decompress because my year really started in 2020. I, I don't know how to say it other than that, but we went from, the and it, it all gets summarized into this one year and how I got to here today. And it, you know, March, 2020, the pandemic hit, right? The same week that I was supposed to announce that I was 12 weeks pregnant. So we shut down my classroom. I'm teaching in New York at the time, a K-1-2 program for students with uh, autism and pretty significant behavior needs. And, you know, all of a sudden you are figuring out remote teaching and uh, being pregnant with no supports out in the world because there's no classes anymore, no anything. You don't really want to talk about it because the whole world is in a panic state. So we didn't announce for a while after that, after things not had calmed down, but after people had kind of realized how real this got, um, you know, I started writing this program and figuring out what worked for kids and parents and how to take a nonverbal k12 classroom online all of a sudden um, and i had wonderful uh, administrative support back then so shout out to sarah and ed um and we we rocked it we figured it out we figured it out and we got through that school year so we're talking march through june of 2020 And then everyone's still scrambling to figure out how you can kind of see students. So my summer that year was a fully remote program for six weeks of the school year, except for one day a week where we would drive to every student's house. And it was still socially distant. But we would drive to every student's house fully masked up in, like, doctor-level gear to kind of, you know, check in with the kids so they remembered who we were and see how things were going and drop off any materials that we were making in our house, uh, you know, so we could all stay on the same thing if we weren't shipping them things from Amazon, right? So that was six weeks of the year. And then New York went back in person, with very strict things in september and that september september 2020 but I did not I received one of these very small uh, very very small ratio of us managed um, to stay online because I was giving birth september twenty twenty so I had ridden out of the pandemic pregnant and classically what would happen is you would go back to school and you would have a I would have ended up having to take a maternity leave almost immediately. But I was high risk at that time because the pandemic is still raging. I'm, you know, no spring chicken. I had this baby that needed to come out really soon after school was going to start. So I managed to get one of these positions. And I said, if I could get one of these positions, I will sacrifice my maternity leave. So I took five days off after giving birth. I did not know this. Yeah, I took five days off. And then I went back to... (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. No, five days. My maternity leave was five days. Now I certainly was entitled to take longer if if it had been needed, but I didn't think it was right for my students who had elected to stay with me and stay uh, online. Instead of going back, my parents were still very um, concerned. The parents of the students in my classroom were very concerned still about the high level of risk because my students were not able to wear masks or keep them on. Um, And so I said, all right, well, we're just going to have a newborn in our classes. I mean, what? Newborns sleep a lot anyway, right? So we managed it. We managed it for that next year. And I did not return to in-school classes until last summer. So, you know, a year ago, 2021, when I went back full-time working in a physical classroom, K-12, um... And then I stayed there until December of this year and, you know, realized how much I loved and how much I lo- like learned through and how much success I had had teaching online and saying, I'm not ready to give this up. Because my students, my students, so many of them wanted to stay remote. They wanted to stay working from home, we saw such a decrease in behaviors, we saw such an increase in academic learning, because we had parents who were sitting there with their students, and we saw just great relationships grow between the parents and the students, and my, uh, the families I had worked with, and it was a large amount at that time, it wasn't just my K-1-2 students anymore, I I think K-8 most of the time, um, they had formed such a bond with their own kids that they, they didn't have before because they didn't really know how to reach them. And so much of it became about building that bond with student and parent um, and taking, you know, making school and the home environment become one. Um, and so I just, I wasn't ready to give it up. And that's actually how I ended up here with teleteachers. So I did leave after or during the holiday break uh, in December. I was able to leave my classroom in a veteran teacher's hands, which was wonderful, and come on here and start working with Minnesota. And I've worked there as a student or as a teacher for physical and health differences. And I've had a nice large caseload of wonderful kids and families and providers that I've worked with there. And that contract is those contracts are ending this June. So we're figuring out what what is next for me. But wow. uh, Yeah.
0: This is all that. I know. That's crazy.
1: It feels like I've been around here forever. I know. I technically I was hired in November and I was doing some stuff then, but not full-time. I wasn't full-time until January. I know. So you've really had
0: almost, you've had two years really of learning and growth. So, Mm -hmm. so when When I asked the question, what have you learned over the last year? I mean, it really has, you know, it seems like it's just been this this growth
1: path since the pandemic. Yeah, it's been so much. It's just been learning after learning. So to say, what have I learned? I've learned everything. (laughs) That's the only way I can put it. I have figured it out from ground zero is how to teach online and you're just, you're, you're breaking new barriers. You're trying these new things that haven't been done before and just figuring it out. And it's been so much fun. So I don't know that there's, you know, one thing, it's just been a constant stream of learning and it's been so exciting. So
0: do you feel like your career has pivoted or taken a different path since coming out of the classroom? I mean, how do you think about this within your, you know, within your,
1: you know, I feel like I'm being interviewed today and I'm loving it. Wow. Wow. like me. (laughs) I, absolutely absolutely I do feel like it's taken a really big change um I back in 20. 15, 16, I had started going to school for um, a principalship in New York. And while, I, and that was because I had gotten to the point where I was running a book club um, for educators, which was later featured in um, the American Library Association's 78 book clubs across the world or, so, or across the U.S., something like that. Um, and that was all about, you know, the special education experience and, you um, that was a lot of fun. That was a good time in my life. And I realized that I really enjoyed teaching adults. So I thought the next logical thing was to start looking at a principalship and say, how can I teach other teachers to be successful teachers? And then I was I was about halfway through that program when I realized that the principalship, at least as was being Shown to me was really a lot of numbers work and a lot of not time in the classrooms teaching and educating others. There was a lot more building administrative as administration than I wanted to do. And I said, "Okay, well, this isn't the path for me. I scrapped that." And uh, so I had had this idea that I would do something else, and now I found myself in this, you know, uh, education tech situation here with Tatla teachers and. I've just found that I love having that voice again. You know, my voice is heard. I have, it's really hard to shut someone down over the internet. I mean, (laughs) I, I have a voice in the direction of, you know, the company. I have a voice in being able to reach educators and parents and colleagues. And so I don't really know what is going to happen next as far as, um, who I'm going to be teaching or working with or partnering with whatever, but I feel as if there have been a lot more opportunities opened up to me for sure in the last, you know, two years because of this crazy series of events, um, and how I've chosen to embrace them, um, along the way, you know? So I think that it's really exciting and I have no idea what I'm doing next, which is really, you know, a, a little bit of terrifying and awesome. So
0: stay tuned, better. everyone. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. I don't know what I'm doing next either. I think that's every, every day in startup land. It is. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> I love it. I never thought that I'd have an opportunity you know, to, to travel and, and you know, speak the word of, uh, of great education through the internet. I never thought that I'd be saying, oh my gosh, special education can happen here over that the internet funny. so much. That reminds me that you submitted a proposal for Council for Exceptional I did, I did yeah, to talk about uh, how well this can work and how how great. I won't hear until August. <laughs> it's oh. a long time for a proposal to sit there. I okay. applied in May, and so we'll see if that happens and whether I'll be speaking. I think that's in Louisville this year, Kentucky, um, I think. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see if that happens. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think I, I'm, I'm in talks right now for a parent education curriculum writing opportunity with uh, some of our partners in uh, Wiley, Texas. I, there are so many exciting things happening and I'm just so excited to be a part of all of it, honestly. So, yeah. Who knows what's next? I really don't. I really don't know. And, you know, in the midst of all of this, I've moved and being able to teach online has led to such wonderful opportunities for my family. And I, um, it's just been a constant stream of, Hey, what's next. And I love that feeling. So.
0: That's awesome. It is, it's such a, as as, a crazy of a time as it is right now, just trying to figure out what the next year's school school year looks like. It's, um, it is also amazing to just see all the opportunity that pops up, Mm -hmm. Uh, all of the, I, I mean, with teachers leaving the workforce which is devastating but it also provides i mean the amount of needs and communities that have that have reached out um saying hey you know we need some help and we're actually open to this remote model is mind-blowing compared to you know when i was introducing these programs in 2014 <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Like yep. People
0: didn't even video conference and barely even FaceTime. So
1: Well, I mean, like we've talked about before, you know, kids love screens. You know, they do, and there's no reason you can't have genuine interaction through a screen. You absolutely can. I mean, my my daughter talks to my grandmother, so her great-grandmother on the phone constantly. You know, she is incredibly comfortable with a video call. She knows exactly how it works, how to interact. And when she sees that person in real life, on the occasion we get to see her because we don't live very close, she knows exactly who she is and is immediately comfortable. She has a bond and all she's ever known is her really virtually. Um, and, and that just goes, you know, if that's an, a 20-month-old learning mm-hmm. this, you know, our older students can do the same. Can I be vulnerable
0: for a second? Yeah, do it, do it. Maddie started full-time preschool today and I'm Full a, time. And like half of me, yes. So I dropped her off at eight 30. Half of me is so excited. Cause she was, I told her she was going to school this morning and she was like, school oh, <laughs> and she immediately put on her backpack and got her lunch. And I'm like, okay, hon, let's get out of the pajamas. Let's, you know, eat some breakfast. But she was so excited. And there's also a part of me that's like,
1: oh, yeah, so um, I totally can relate to that. I've had Nora with me constantly, basically, uh, since since we moved here in April, and uh, 100% for the last two and a half weeks because we hadn't used any daycare services. And today is her first day back. Uh, and she, she only goes one time a week, but uh, today is her first day back. And the house is so oddly quiet. And I'm like, but where, where is she? Why isn't she, you know, bothering me right now? <laughs> you know, why isn't she telling me she wants juice or yogurt? It's been five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So it- it's, I get it.
0: It was so cute. I go to, you know, I finally did like the mommy drop-off line and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so this is what it's like. Um, but I go to drop her off and it, This little school is so impressive. They just had like the music blaring, like the happy kid music. All of the administrators are there greeting the kids as they walk in the door. Like That's awesome. It was so sweet. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go home and work
1: now. (laughs) This (laughs) doesn't feel so good. She'll be, she'll have a wonderful day. She'll come home so tired and I'm sure excited to tell you all about it. And hopefully with a note to telling about how her day was, that's exciting. And is it five days a week? Yes. Wow. Oh, she's going to learn so much.
0: It's going to be awesome. I know. She's already talking immensely more. Yeah. Just
1: being around her little peers. So that's awesome. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to hear all about that. Boy, I don't think we've hit anything on our list and our guest is already here. (laughs) We have spent this entire time talking about me. So we're going to call this the Marissa episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We have a special guest waiting in our waiting room right now. Her name is Mary Baker. I hope I'm saying it last right, Budisa. And she is here from a public consulting group. And we've had the opportunity to meet her when we were at the um, Urban Collaborative in Baltimore, what, last month? Yeah, last month now. And she's coming on here. We had so much fun just chatting. (laughs) Uh, and, and vibing off of people's hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, she puts uh, professional backgrounds to shame. Look at Ooh. that! Wow, <laughs> I am slacking with my palm tree background. She's in this office setting. She's got a logo floating behind her. Oh my Mary, you gotta you gotta turn off your camera. I'm not ready.
2: <laughs> if only I were this together all the time. <laughs> but I'm doing this for you. Rosa, I know trying to put on my game face. You so look
1: wonderful. You. <laughs> how,
2: how have you been? been? How, how was, was your month? month? It, it's been, it's been a whirlwind of a month. You know, I think that um, a lot of people, when they wind down the school year, you know, my, my kids are having summer now
1: and I don't mm-hmm. know if
2: anybody else feels this way, but summer for them doesn't feel like summer <laughs> Great for me.
1: Yeah, that's accurate. I think that's accurate. I don't think parents look forward to summer as quite as much as their it's not kids the same do.
2: thing. It's not the same thing. And mine are teenagers, so it's a lot of togetherness, which <laughs> may be really good for our relationship or not. Or uh, maybe we'll not. See, we'll see how it goes. we we'll <laughs> pay it by ear. It's just that thing. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. And when did the summer vacation start for your
2: kiddos? They were out right before Memorial Day. so they just turned them loose for me thank you (laughs) thank you
1: wow send me your address and
2: I'll send wine (laughs) thank you the gift of the universe just um you know Moscato and Madness that's right uh wow can we start a
1: new (laughs) podcast called Moscato and Madness hello that's genius I'm in I'm in (laughs) I already want a t-shirt all right,
2: we we drink wine, we wear our t-shirts, and we just chill. That's I'm, what we do.
1: I'm in. It's like that show on YouTube, Drunk
2: History. Have you ever seen this? I love that show. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing, and right. um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. I've learned so many things through there, but I'm not sure that I should tell people that's where I'm getting my history. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that
1: didn't is about that show. Oh, it's a classic. It's a it's
2: classic. A- stories. Was-
1: I was reminded about it yesterday because we were out to lunch. We were out to lunch. My sister was in town this this weekend, and we took her and her children out to lunch at a place called Bohemian Bull. And in their bathroom, they had a picture of Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln was wearing one of those construction hats that have the two beer cans on the side with the sippy straw and it said hashtag
2: drunk history on there and I was like oh my god go. I remember that show now I have to go binge watch it <laughs> there you go I think that the only other thing I would probably love more than that is just history told by kids enacted in the same way so it's like these reenactments <laughs> by children have you ever seen kid snippets
1: no where they do
2: scenes from different movies it's adults like mouthing the words that kids are saying <gasps> in these scenes and it's hilarious
1: Yes, no I have seen that the oh best. I'm gonna the have
2: Star to Wars that. one is great it's great yes. um yeah I'm Princess Leia down. and Han Solo it reimagines that whole le- scene between the two of them where she says I love you and he says I know
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. all right we're gonna find that we're gonna link it we're gonna link it on our social media yeah, because yeah, that. that is it's so fun stuff. That is so fun. I'll put that up as soon as this episode goes live. I love it. That's wonderful. Hey, so now that we've been talking all about you, your kids, uh, our future show prospects, et cetera, who are you? What do you do?
2: So <laughs> oh, whoa, that's a lot. It's so much. You have 30 <laughs> <I'm> seconds. <laughs> Mary Baker Budisa, and I, um, I live in the great state of Indiana. So thumbs up yours. <laughs> um, and uh, I work for Public Consulting Gu- Group. I've been there for the last four years. And um, one of the things that I work on primarily is equity services and providing uh, support to districts around um, culturally responsive teaching practices, um, mm-hmm. thinking about inclusive and culturally responsive practices, and um, looking at the way that students, all students, access programs and opportunities in the district to help think through that with an equity lens. Um, and I recently have been doing a lot of special education reviews and equity audits um, for districts, but my real love is, is just teaching and learning with, um, alongside teachers and, and leaders. Um, so professional development is my favorite thing to do um, because it's more of a conversation. And how yes. we learn these up together. So I always appreciate that.
1: I love Thanks. that. So I'm actually hearing you throw around the, the buzzword equity a bunch. Mm-hmm. And can you, uh, I know it's also one of Emily's favorite words, and I, I do have a reason why I'm, I'm leading up to this, but can you for those who are not so familiar with the word equity, especially mm-hmm. as it relates to education kind of break down what that means?
2: So um, equity has a lot of definitions, as you mentioned, um, that people are using. And and when I'm talking about equity today, it's educational equity, which um, is is really the way that we create um, opportunities for students um, in the learning environment to access appropriate education. So meeting students where they are, and that means every student. Um, understanding that that student needs to be able to show up as their authentic self in the school environment, um, and to expect that there's an environment that that connects with them to provide opportunities and access to learning, um, but to social experiences and to activities and and all of the um, educational and academic and social supports that schools offer. Um, and we have to think intentionally, about how some students will access those differently, but differently shouldn't mean that they're excluded from those things. And so when we're talking about educational equity, we're talking about really meeting students um, at the door uh, or if it's outside the front door, if it's in their homes and saying, here's how we build the right bridge for these students to, to come into the learning community and find success.
0: So I that I, I'm interested how your work has shifted or changed over the last two years. these conversations around equity and what that means in your work.
2: It's been a a very politically charged um, conversation and it makes it difficult when we take a word like equity that really does mean for everyone um, and turn it into something that's only limited to this group of students or this group of students. And um, it's interesting because we're going to uh, have a conversation on June 16th about Reimagining the conversation around equity, because when I think of equity, I don't just think of um, of race or even gender and gender identity. Um, I think in terms of just who is the student that's coming into the building and where's the first place that we welcome that student. How are they welcomed into the learning community? Um, in what ways do we consider our um, instruction and excellence around that for that student? Um, and and when we say all students, do we really mean all students? And unfortunately, what happens when we get into politically charged environments, sometimes that's driven by fear that, you know, my student's going to be excluded. What about my kid? And then there are also those conversations that become politically charged because people think that equity means, um, you know, and it doesn't. Um, that's actually a a. a a graduate level, like law school, kind of conversation about systems. And what we're talking about with equity in schools is about kids, about students, um, and helping them to be their best selves. And remembering that when you come into the environment, what we ask you to leave at the door, like whether it's um, the things that you aspire to, you know, the hard things that are happening in your life outside of there, when we ask you to leave those things at the door, we're taking away a chunk of your opportunity to be successful, and so we have to think more about what the environment looks like when we include those things, when we address those things, when we support those things. And um, and I think that's why it's been so tough, because I know what I mean, but I also know that, that some people, some parents, some educators, some leaders, um, and a lot of politicians, <laughs> what they hear is different than what we really mean. And I think it's been that way. Around a lot of educational discussions, you know, when we've talked about inclusion, I'm sure there were a lot of folks in the beginning who said, well, you don't mean all kids, you know, you don't mean you're just talking about special treatment for, you know, well, we're talking about meeting students where they are in a way that they haven't had an opportunity to have before. And so it's, yes, it's a different conversation, but we're not excluding people trying to look at an environment that does include students, right? I love in it.
1: So. I love it. We, there's a teleteacher saying equity is everything. And that's on that's some something. of our, uh, our uh, older marketing materials. But because we still have some of the koozies kicking around, if you really enjoyed this conversation about equity, I would love to send you one. And the way to get that is going to be responding to the question I pose at uh, the end of our broadcast today. Um, and you'll have to stay tuned to hear what that question is so that, you know, if you respond on my social media, I can send you a really cool equity is everything. Tell a teacher's koozie. I have quite a few to send out. So I hope to hear from a lot of people, maybe Koozie's even you, good. Mary. I know hey. who doesn't want a koozie. It's summer. Let's I get
2: would get like it. A off right. It's I know summer. you would. All it's right. a summer essential.
1: After you just educated our public, all right, about equity, I am sending you a koozie, hundred percent. I'm sending you a koozie. I feel like Oprah right now. You get a koozie. You get a koozie.
2: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Absolutely. I I
1: will hook you up. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So what? What is your day to day role? What are you you doing? Yeah.
2: Okay. Besides momdom. Yeah, that is so much. Because that's a part of work now, right? It's um, you know, is having these, I call them my teenage coworkers, my junior coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, because times, you know, I'll ask them to go do something like take the dog outside so that the dog doesn't bark while I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really the day to day is just about connecting with clients. Um, sometimes trying to uh, engage with new districts. But, uh, you know, PCG is is one of the um, largest providers of support for Medicaid reimbursement and um, has an online, um, you know, IEP system that is widely used. And so it's connecting with some of those existing clients and saying, have you thought about these other things? Have you thought about, you know, what equity really looks like in your district? Um, and the the other great thing is that I spend time doing um, research and looking at what are the best practices in the field that that we can continue to support um, because I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I do yes. build in time every week for some professional learning of some sort for myself, um, whether that's you know watching these amazing podcasts that I find or Um, you know, professional learning modules. You know, I don't know if you've heard of Share My Lesson, but that's one that I've connected with and find a lot of teacher-driven resources um, around equity. And especially lately, they've been doing a lot on social and emotional learning and helping students through these really challenging times. Um, Because when, when students are turning on the news or whether they're just getting it on their phones or connecting with other students, they know that some things are happening to kids in schools and yeah. it's, it's hard, right? Yeah. So helping to have those conversations, whether it's in the classroom or at home, um, there are some great resources out there for that. And I think a lot about it is, you know, I have young people um, and I want to make sure that we're having the conversations that we need to have and that I'm just being a good listener. So yeah. um it's a lot of educating and uh, educating others and educating myself um, during the week.
1: I yeah. love that you put aside time for like just kind of self betterment that, that lifelong learn, you know, lifelong learning and, and really truly making time for it. That is something that I am working to do more. I'm living my life to the fullest a hundred percent, but am I, am I bettering myself? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I need to, uh, I need to like put aside some time and just say, what did I learn today? You know, it can't be all uh, shark teeth and, um, and frozen beverages all the time
2: <laughs> and palm trees and palm, palm trees. I got palm, palm trees, trees on and, lock. yeah. And rushing waves. Oh, yes. yes, It's, oh, it's, so it's great, but I'm you need pulling. that too. Right. So I love that. That's a big part. Mindfulness is a good way to start in the morning because it helps with focus. Um, you know, I say I'm an I'm I'm an adult who probably, as a as a kid, would have been um, identified as maybe um, you know adult, I guess uh, attention deficit or um, or something like that. But because of the way that schools worked and young girls being just talkative mm-hmm. um, and full of energy and mm-hmm. but really um, you know having traditional academic success. Then I think it was not something that I realized was such a challenge until I got much older um and started to talk with, you know, like my doctors as an adult, like, I think that there's something that's going on here. Yeah. Um And so it's, it's funny, but mindfulness has really helped with a lot of that in just being able to center and focus and breathe. Who knew that breathing was one of those things that I have to learn how to do as an adult? <laughs> Oh,
0: true though. So do you, so how do you practice mindfulness? Do you have an app? Do you have a
2: certain um, routine? So, uh, I have, I have started with my box breathing, which is, um, you know, where I breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four, and then hold it for four again. Um, I've been to a few like workshops where I've learned some mindfulness, um, uh, strategies and then, have you ever read 10% Happier? And I don't remember who it is that, that wrote oh, that.
0: But that popped up on my Pinterest over the
2: weekend, actually. It's, okay, well, check it out. And so um, he actually talks about how mindfulness helped him with tremendously with his anxiety. Oh. And uh, so it's there is a 10% Happier app, too. Um, but there are a lot of good ones out there. I even use one uh, to go to sleep, which I used to think was just hypnotizing me to sleep. <laughs> I did one time try to listen to a little bit of it during the day when it toward the end. And it's really just once it takes you to a place of relaxation, then you can sleep, but it doesn't have a lot of noise or anything else with it. But the beginning starts with relaxation exercises, which help with mindfulness. And you can choose different topics um and different things that like like beach. You can choose to hear beach noises. All right. There's one that's just skipping rocks across a lake and there are some that are positive, you know, affirmations and, and so just different kinds of things like that. But I think in the morning, what I'm going to try next is yoga.
0: Ooh, love yoga.
2: No, a lot of awkward things seem like they could happen. <laughs> you got I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm gonna give it a you shot.
1: got this one. A hundred percent, 100%. 100%. Uh, here in Charleston, people are doing yoga everywhere. Like you can go mm-hmm. to a park and there's yoga. There is beach yoga. I swear I'm waiting to see like. Tree top yoga. Everywhere I turn, there is a new yoga sign. But I was laughing so hard when you're talking about mindfulness and there being a beach setting. And I was mm-hmm. just wondering instantly, I thought of was like, but is there a toddler screaming while they're chasing seagulls? Because that's my current beach vibe. I'm like, I don't know if that would soothe me to sleep. And I was like, right, that's not the traditional sense of beach. <laughs>
2: Like, stuff. there should be a toddler tantrum mindfulness, right. when You're just sitting there and you're listening to the screaming that you're learning to relax, <laughs> to
1: be just fair, quiet you, your
2: inner self. You go to screaming. a different plane, you go to a you, different
1: plane when you're riding out one of those toddler tantrums. So, right. I think you know, moms have mindfulness, they've got it because they're just no, I am a tree, I am a flower, I am whatever, I am not going to give in to this kid. <laughs> you guys I am a statue, that- yes. <laughs> I see. Uh, is is it
0: the Duchess Kate? uh and her her little son was acting up this weekend at the tennis. I think it was a tennis tournament, and he was like, he oh he like acted like he was going to hit her, and I was like, I'm right there with you, mom. If she can, <laughs> like, if the uh, Duchess uh, can handle this, we can handle this, right? That Where is the awesome. royal nanny?
2: Where is the royal <laughs> nanny when you exactly?
0: This? Oh, exactly, like, you could take, tell the look all over her. Face. <laughs> it's obviously he's having a moment. <laughs> he's definitely having a moment. I, I I loved every second of it. Just yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see that, Emily, but it definitely was all over my newsfeed about you know Kate is even even uh, elegant in her child rearing or something like that. Was the the uh or, or kate's got the disciplinary stuff on lock there were so many articles and i just i was out and traveling when i saw them and i, I didn't click on any but i do know exactly what you're talking about that's so funny i, I, don't,
2: I don't think i would ever have been described as elegant in my, elegant reading, well that's but... because
1: we're not royalty
2: okay no, <laughs> yeah. we're not Nobody's I'm not expecting sure. elegance for me at walmart
1: have <laughs> i ever been described as elegant no elephant maybe elegant no <laughs> Thinking about walking across something. Embarrassment. Just wanna, that's yeah, the E word I would use. Mm-hmm. That,
2: yeah. I'm quick to do like something completely embarrassing.
1: Well, that's, <laughs> that's why we vibe, Mary. Okay. Absolutely. Let's just do it. It's
2: <laughs> that and the sparkle. Cause I uh, gotta say, I mean, I don't know if this is something that you always do, Marissa, but when I saw you across <laughs> the crowded room at the conference, My I was glow. like, oh, she's got this amazing sparkle stuff going on and there's the inner sparkle oh. that you get to see when you talk to her. So this is amazing. <laughs> I like it. And uh, I feel like the more you can wear sequins in everyday life, the 100%. better. Percent.
1: Someday I'm getting a full sequin gown and I'm just going to wear it to Walmart, something like that. Why not? There's no reason. No one's going to stop me. I have so there's many no outfits with tie dye and glitter, but I really only have the one sequin outfit. So mm-hmm. I've got
2: up yeah. my game. Up my you game. need to take your sequins like to day-to-day sequins, yeah, right? This is the, nice. this is the important thing. And when <laughs> I was growing up, I had a day-to-night Barbie, and you know she had that outfit that was like a work outfit, but underneath <laughs> was the sequin kind of bodice that she had on her jacket, like on her. She shirt. was ready. And then when you take it off and you put the skirt on, it's like a whole vibe. But I love a laser and the skirt by day. I I look- think. <laughs> Day to Barbie. But I feel like right now, what my vibe is is like the um, the fashion equivalent of a mullet, because I'm usually business <laughs> at the top and PJs at the bottom. That's right. Like, hey, you know, just you know, it's just jogging shorts. It's, it, that's how it happens.
1: I so, have embraced that so wholeheartedly, so wholeheartedly. But you know, and and like I joke about that. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's more like boxer shorts on the bottom and and professional on the top. But I'll tell you where pandemic fashion has really affected me was you guys both saw me. I tried to wear shoes that weren't Crocs. Okay, no, it can't be done. It can't be done. I'm not ever wearing shoes that aren't Crocs from now on. It can't be done. They are not comfortable. These are, you know, the only shoe for me for life. They now have sparkle Crocs out. I'm just committing. I'm going on record. 6 6 22. That's it. Crocs for life for me. Crocs. Go
2: with <laughs> I it. Can't... And then
1: you get those little things, the little that they stick in there. What are they yeah. called? Yeah. The... What do they call those? I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Gibbets? That sounds better than anything I was going to guess. <laughs> I don't
2: know what they are. They're those little things. And, the, and I think that would be perfect. Marissa, I fully support this. Emily, I don't know if, about you, but I'm 100% in. Because yeah. I did and inspired see the pain in your little,
1: face. Uh, <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, the pain in your face when you wear those shoes that you're like, "Oh, these are brand new, They're and brand this new. was a mistake. That yeah. was that was an error. <laughs>
1: that was an error." Yeah. I've obviously experienced trauma because this was like a month ago that we were at this conference, and I'm still talking about my shoe error. <laughs> it was,
2: it was, it was, it was rough. But was. then you just have to go sock feet or whatever mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. rest of the.
1: I still have conference. a pair of Emily socks that I absconded with in Baltimore. <laughs> you know you can keep those you can in case they've walked all over the baltimore airport now i just didn't even try with shoes at right. by the end of it so um yeah i think that i'm just gonna those are gonna be my official travel socks for the rest right. of wait my life be
2: there for your friend emily wait wait <laughs> come through in the clutch with like the the socks I appreciated that too I thought that was that was awesome
1: that's how you know how awesome Emily is she's like let me go back to my room and get you a pair of socks that I have and they were nice socks dude these aren't dollar store socks these are like cushiony socks Emily knows how to roll so I have them and I look at them fondly like no no you and I are going to travel again socks and I'm only going to wear them for travel
2: (laughs) this is great it's perfect
1: A special place in my heart. Never s- stolen my boss's socks before. <laughs> That's the third podcast. My boss's socks.
2: <laughs> there you go. If you just want to be a good friend, just bring an yes. extra pair of socks for your friends. You know, that. friends don't let friends wear uncomfortable shoes. That's right. That it's so true. Emily
1: had my back. All you right, Mary. Uh, maintain a work life balance. Do you? you? You do mindfulness. You've got kids running around now for summer. Like, how are you going to survive this summer? How are you going to maintain that work life
2: balance? Well, I'm going to continue to enlist the help of my, uh, my junior coworkers to <laughs> keep myself a little bit sane. Uh, maybe go for walks with me at lunch, which I think is helpful because then. You know, I get to um, get some exercise, but also it's like a nice little break from the, you know, from the day, from the monotony. Um, I think really the, the trick about work-life balance, because we all say that that's what we want, right? We're supposed to have this balance. And, and it can't be 50-50 every day. It just can't. Um, I think for you, you have to know where the sweet spot is and the times when you're pushing, um, so hard that it becomes like overwhelming. Um, but maybe just starting at the beginning of the day with, you know, I remember who I want to be. Um, I know who I am. Like, I want to be the best mom. And that doesn't mean like, you know, Kate type of mom with the elegant, I'm not even rattled by this, but more, (laughs) (laughs) more, um, just I want to be the mom that I could count on and that they, they love and um, sometimes can look up to and uh, who's, who's a good listener. So trying to do that. And if I remind myself that's what I want to be, but also want to be able to provide for them as a, as a single mom, I want to make sure that um, I'm doing that. And at the end of the day, if I feel like I've stepped away from that in some way, um, maybe too much on the side of work then um, there's an opportunity to try again tomorrow to do things differently. So I
1: love that. I love that. That is awesome advice. I love that. I knew you were going to be so amazing coming on this podcast. I met you like two minutes and I was like, oh yeah, well, she's coming on.
2: I'm going to rope her in. (laughs) I was so excited to come talk to you again. I'm like, we can
1: do this all the time. This is great.
2: This is On Moscato Mondays, that's what will be happening next time.
1: I'm sold. I'm sold. Pajama <laughs> pants and Crocs are the attire. <laughs> uh, all right. So how do you personally live inspired? Is that a different answer than your work-life balance?
2: Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that it is okay. um, in the sense that I get a chance to do something that I'm passionate about in my, in my work life. Um, and in my personal life, it's really, um, a focus, but in different ways. So I think for, from an education standpoint, work that's work, right. Is really working with, um, with districts and serving clients in my personal life. It's, um, thinking about equity for, uh, you know, just in my community, in uh, the people that I want to serve and um, and see do well. Um, one of the things I'm passionate about is working with uh, survivors of human trafficking and trying to make sure that some of the stigmas that um, that they experience are not carried over into getting them the things that they need. And so that's, you know, that's another um, equity issue for me. It's um, raising, you know, children who are multiracial and wanting them to grow up with an amazing sense of identity and um, and to be able to show up as themselves in the world. Um, not losing any of our children and young people to, to suicide or to, um, you know, to the negative feelings that come from, around being um, part of the LGBTQ community. So things like that, that I consider to be inspirational. Um, I'm I'm inspired by the opportunity to take what I've learned and to continue to learn and then to help to teach others, but also to just live into trying to be being the best person and the best embodiment of um, what I ask others to do in myself. Um, yeah, so, wow.
1: So, wow. Wow, your answer just gave me chills. Wow, I, I, sitting here, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna get her back on the schedule. There are so many things I wanna talk about just from your one answer right there. We're gonna be, you're, please expect a follow-up email that contains, when are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to record after five so that we can be drinking <laughs> um, our our Moscato. Absolutely. i we'll get a special um,
2: background for that one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love gonna that.
2: going to have Keanu Reeves in it. I'm just going to tell oh, you now. Yeah, That's we're going to.
1: Someday. you know, if we keep making awesome podcasts, we'll just have Keanu on here
2: for you. It'll be great. it will just, just come, come on. Call he likes, me on my birthday. July 1st, Keanu.
1: The Ju- tall me. order. We only got a little bit, but Keanu, if you're listening to this, July 1st, I'm going to, I'll, I'll get you a phone number.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm throwing myself a Wonder Woman themed birthday party, by the way. And you deserve That's it. Kind of, That's beautiful. awesome.
1: What, what kind of theming are you like? What are, you, are you dressing up? Are there cupcakes? What's well, happening? I are you? That I'm going to dress up,
2: but okay. I got the cupcake toppers. I have someone making me a cake and then a new friend is going to make me um, a pinata. That Ooh. is a Wonder Woman pinata. That's amazing. And I collect Wonder Woman stuff. So I'm ready. I'm ready for this. This is, this is I it. I
1: cannot it, wait for photos.
2: Yeah. I'm so gonna excited. Be fun. It's going to be July fun.
1: 1st. Are you July throwing the party 1st. on July 1st? It's a Friday. My <sighs> sister said,
2: you're lucky it's a Friday. So yeah. I can find it. But yeah. yeah, this is, this is what's <gasps> happening. I'm so just excited. It's Why like not a special not? Like birthday. It's, you know, I 49th, yeah. but I'm doing this. I
1: love it. Actually, I was just talking this weekend with uh, a very good friend of mine about what to do for my birthday, which is also in July. Yay, July babies, July 25th. And I'm kind of Christmas obsessed, uh, as well as Disney obsessed. So uh, we're considering uh, doing a Christmas in July theme. I like it. Christmas in July theme this year, which could be a lot of fun. And we actually podcast on my birthday this year. So maybe we'll just do an intro with Jingle Bells or something like that special for me.
2: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Can you get like, can you solicit Christmas themed gifts? From oh, listener, I feel I like I could. To have.
1: I feel like I could solicit that.
2: <laughs> I think so. Send me your best like Christmas joke, Christmas song yeah. lyrics, you know, everything, Christmas cards. I even bought myself a Wonder Woman birthday card in case they ran out of them in the store. <laughs> the time my birthday rolled around. I found to make it. Make sure you I, had one.
1: That's perfect. Make sure I had one.
2: Are is, you, are you sending it
1: to yourself? Are you having your kids fill it out? Like you that's pulling some mommy rank right there. You're well, like, hey, really? listen, kids, Thanks. I got the
2: card. I'm going to buy myself a really nice gift card and put it in there <laughs> and then open it at the party and be like, oh, me? <laughs> Is this from Keanu? You never know. Oh, Anything's
1: possible. That's fantastic. I hope Keanu shows up at your birthday. That's my birthday wish for you. I hope he just walks in. Never mind phone calling you. Just walks in your door and says, Hey, Wonder Woman, here I am.
2: We are putting it out there in the universe.
1: <laughs> That's right. So that it
2: can come back to us this way.
1: Positive things coming.
2: <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. That's the inspiration. That's what we're doing. We're inspired.
1: So, okay, we have another question here, which is one book and one movie recommendation and why. And I have to assume you're going to recommend a Keanu movie. I have to assume this. Well,
2: you know what? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love Keanu. I do. And I would highly recommend any of the John Wick films if you're an mm. action movie person like me. But, but actually, I think the, the movie that um, that I really, really enjoy um is actually called nobody it's a really really it's an action film if you don't like action films don't watch it but i think it was brilliantly done and uh and so i enjoyed that um any marvel movie you know i mean i'm a wonder woman fan and she's dc but dc just other than the on the first wonder woman movie they're not doing a great job <laughs> comic book people
1: back me up on this it's true it's true that marvel versus dc debate isn't even
2: a debate it's not you can't i just just, it's not living up (laughs) it's not it's not there um and i think another movie you know to watch with your um with your kids is uh love simon it's on netflix um i watched it there really good movie about a young man who um has not you know come out yet but i think um, just a very heartwarming, heartwarming thing. Um, and they actually have a series that resulted from that too. But wow, I, don't I know.
1: haven't even heard of that one yet. I will have to look that up. I love yeah. getting a new recommendation. That's awesome. And then book.
2: Hmm, well, um, I was reading a book by a friend of mine. It's called the Diversity Playbook. And it's actually uh, something for um, nonprofits and churches around how to implement um, DE&I policies. Um, I also love Cultivating Genius. I don't know if you've read that one. I've heard
1: of it. I and, have not read it um, yet.
2: Push Out. That's about, um, uh, you know, young Black girls in schools and, um, you know, some of the challenges that they face around discipline and um, just just being treated equitably in, in schools. Um, wow. That over the last, you know, several decades, we've noticed that there's a trend um in really the struggle that they have at being seen in schools. And so I think that's a, it's a good one for educators, especially to read.
1: And that was push out? Push out. Push out. All right, I'm going to be checking out. that out. Love it. I know Emily has a meeting that she needs to run to. So Emily, did you need to pop off really quickly? I wanted you to have an opportunity to say bye to Mary before mm-hmm. we wrapped up. Mary, please come back so
0: soon. It was so delightful to start the week with you, and um, I'm just so grateful for your work in equity. It is, it is the most important work that we can be doing, and um, I just am so happy that clients have you, that our schools have you leading these conversations. So thanks for coming on it was so good to see you <laughs> great to see you again too emily
2: and i just appreciate you thanks for for letting me be part of this and um it's really good to see you again yeah we need to like i said
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> See
1: <you soon. laughs> i love it that's awesome bye emily all right, so Mary, I did promise you a minute of self promotion time. You have a stage now, and after that, I'm going to reveal what the question of the week is, so people can, aside from yourself, who's obviously already getting one, get right. an equity is everything koozie. So, what that. do you want to tell us about for the next minute?
2: So, um, as I mentioned, we're uh, PCG is having a conversation um, about equity. Um, I'm actually providing a webinar that offers a discussion protocol and some ways to kind of assess equity to reimagine the conversation. So right We know that equity is a buzzword. We know that sometimes these conversations get derailed. but Thursday June 16th at uh, from 2 to 3 pm. Eastern standard time, then we are having um, reimagining equity conversations all means all. So talking Ooh. through, Those um, those points about how sometimes the conversation goes awry, Mm -hmm. but also bringing it back to what really is the main thing, which is our students, and talking about the ways in the environment that we can look at equity without it becoming um, hijacked by a, you know, um, a political conversation. And so I'll be glad to send you the link for folks to be able to register for that. It's a free webinar.
1: Um, Are you are you running it?
2: I am. (gasps) I'll be there.
1: (laughs) uh, Oh yes, I I need that. Love, love,
2: love love to have you because it's a you know it's a conversation, and that's what we want um, to do. And of course, we'll share some some ideas and and opportunities and tools for you to be able to engage um, in your district or division around these conversations. But um, but definitely looking forward to having a lot of educators participating uh, and and bringing. Their ideas um, about equity and the challenges that they're facing. Yeah.
1: I'm excited, um, and I definitely have some uh, educational leaders and teachers who I know will be very interested in attending that. So I very oh much wow. need that link, hundred percent. I've got <laughs> oh, some great some people where that that kind of talk and have that kind of discussion is a hundred percent there, Allie. And I would mm-hmm. love to hear what you have to say and what they have to say and what everybody says together because I that, love it. That is a huge oh, well, topic welcome, right welcome,
2: now. welcome. They are welcome <laughs> to join us. Um, and then the other thing is just to say that I know that um, in times when we're looking at a lot of staffing shortages and, and special education um, is so important, so critical, because for those students who have identified disabilities, for those teachers that are supporting students, um, and, and even for those students that find themselves, um, you know, needing supports, um, other supports in the school system, and we want to be able to provide um, any of the assistance that we can and our special education reviews are very comprehensive and thorough. Um, our team is is tremendous. We do a lot of stakeholder engagement um, and we're there to help. I mean, we make recommendations that are actionable, that, that you can go and say, this is something to address that will have an impact um, on the overall effectiveness of special education, um, supporting even those things that seem in this day and age to be taking the greatest toll on us. How are you supporting your teachers? How are you providing them with, with the social and emotional supports that they need? Um, because there's a lot of, uh, dare I say, burnouts um, yes. out there. But we, we really wanna be a partner in those things. And so um, would love for people to reach out uh, to me and so that I can put you in contact with our um, point person on our special education reviews, Dr. Jennifer Meller. Um, she's been around Urban Collaborative for a long time and people probably are already familiar with her name, but, um, that's just another one of the, the many ways that we want to partner with districts. Um, oh, to for I look
1: forward and- to getting all of your contact information and-, and getting some people set up with all the great work that you do. That's awesome. And of course, having you back too, but I know Anytime. this is the big, this is the big question. All right. Everyone wants to know, I'm sure I feel it in the universe. How do you get a koozie? And I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you this question. Here is the, the question being asked this week. And it came up from a conversation I had this weekend. My question this week, my engagement question is, what's your favorite book from your childhood? Oh. And this came out of conversation because my friends were appalled to learn that I had never read Rainbow Fish until I was an adult. And that was a huge, evidently, everyone knew about this book. I didn't know what a rainbow fish was. I didn't understand. And I mean, there's a there's a fish in the sea with a shiny scale. How did I not read it? But that was it. What's your favorite book from your child? Bonus question. You really, really want to get that koozie. What's a book from everyone else's childhood that you never heard of until you were older? That's your bonus, okay? Because Rainbow Fish was mine, though my favorite book from childhood. Um, I, I would have to say was a huge bet, Uh, hardcover book, and it was called Six by Seuss, and it was six different Dr. Seuss stories, and I don't think that this book is even in print anymore, but I felt like such a cool kid reading this giant hardcover book and, like, picking my story for the evening that I was going to sit there and read Yertle the Turtle or whatever. I loved that book, and I, I definitely read it all the
2: time. Um, great. So, well, and those books were so nice because they were, right? and you just feel yes. like you could really get into a groove. You I could
1: mean, Half the words didn't make any sense. So no one could tell no. you you were wrong either. <laughs>
2: no, no. I mean, it's, it's like, kind of like Harry Potter that like the difficulty is so high because the words are nonsensical. Right. Sometimes, right. But
1: love and nonsense. It's great
2: readers, out of Yeah. Words. So how about you?
1: What was, what was your favorite childhood book? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I prepared you for this in no way.
2: (laughs) In no way. But I'll tell you, I was thinking about it while you were talking because I did not read Rainbow Fish either when I was Thank you. Thank you. I didn't didn't even know it existed until I saw the cool Rainbow Fish that you could get (laughs) to go with the book. Uh And then I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. But my- Going on with this fish. (laughs) my favorite to read was any of the bobsy twin mysteries yes. did you remember those yes oh i, I love, love the bobsy twins the, the bobsy twins i would go to the library and sit in this little nook that they had mm-hmm. and read bobsy twin books bobsy twins and were so great. i tried to read them to my kids they were all right with it but you know
1: yeah so, you know it's kind of like that uh were you familiar with the boxcar children series yes yeah. Box okay. Kids, I read those too. I love the boxcar children. Uh, they don't. They don't carry stuff. my. I could not get kids into them. Couldn't do it. Yeah. I tried. I, they were such a key part of
2: my childhood, and you know, no one was drinking the Kool Aid with me on that. Maybe one. people weren't believing these kids were living in a boxcar. I, I don't guess. Know. But I always yes. thought it was so interesting, and like they ate milk and like crackers <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And they survivors. It was, it, was <laughs> it was survivors, right? And yeah. and the Bobsey Twins, I just thought were adorable. They yeah. were just. It was It, were fun it was books. pretty funny. It was, yeah, it was, was Freddie and Flossie, and Nan and. What's that? Brother's name, anyway, you yeah. know I was terrible
1: with names as a child. I'm still terrible with names right now. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the Bossy Twins. The end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but I think that my the, my favorite book to read to my kids was Goodnight Moon. Oh, so I thought it was book. such a good little. That so don't a great thing in our podcast is just reading Good Night Moon.
1: Oh, it's got to exist, right? It has to. I bet if we look it up. Yeah. If not, we should make it.
2: We should make it. We, should we make it. I think make it. Awesome. We have a lot of work do. to do. We should
1: write all of this down and just start taking things off of a list. I
2: think it'd be, be super fun. All ideas here. There's a lot of work out there to do. To there is. That's perfect. I love it.
1: Uh, before you logged on all right I have to, just to wrap this up before you logged on I was going to do a uh, tech talk and because what I learned this week is that I live in a hurricane zone which I know it's not a surprise okay I'm on the coast of the Carolinas but June 1st happened and my phone was taken over with like fear driven things like you're gonna die of a hurricane this year do you know that I was like how did you know that. Everything from my news to like recommended apps to Facebook was recommending this for me. I'm like, I need to be prepared. And so, Emily was saying in the beginning of our podcast that she wrote that they had a tropical storm in Florida this weekend. Oh no. And I was saying to her I was like, "Oh, well, we're going to talk about the like insane fear I now have of living in a hurricane zone. I was dreaming about it this weekend, Mary. I you probably don't have to worry about this where you are, but evidently, like, I need to have an evacuation plan. I need to have, like, a a grab-and-go bag. I need to know exactly where I'm going. No, supposedly not. I mean, I'm in zone A, which is, like, first to evacuate, but I'm really not so near water. I don't know. Do I need to get hurricane shutters? I, I don't even know, but... That's at the bit for those of us who have been hanging in here for a little over an hour right now. Uh, yeah. That's what I was talking about. And I'm going to bring this back up with Emily. Cause I want to know what her hurricane preparedness plan is. She's in Florida. She probably has one. And I also want to know, um, you know, for any of our Carolina listeners, how scared do I need to be? And <laughs> how do I get past this sudden fear that I have? Because wow, it's real. Like June 1st, boom, hurricane season. Yeah. I,
2: that's I, I never thought about it. No, didn't we don't either. have a lot. We have tornado season mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Indiana, like all the time. All the time. <laughs> um, yeah, all the time. There tornadoes. Do you have to um, prepare for that? Do you have like... A- I have, I've. I think we've had one earthquake in my okay. lifetime that I remember. And it was like a really mild... And it was weird because I thought there's no way that's a hur- an earthquake, but it was. <laughs> okay. um, but hurricanes, that's really scary. And it I, is. I think... Some people just know exactly what to do. And so there have gotta be some listeners out there who can give you the right advice. That's,
1: that's what I'm thinking. I think I've got people who are gonna reach out to me and, and give me some advice and tell me what exactly I need to do. Cause I need specific directions. This is new, okay? Hurricanes was not mm-hmm. something I worried about when I lived in upstate New York, okay? We didn't even worry about tornadoes. The worst we got was like a bad thunderstorm. So right. yeah, now I'm, now I'm sitting here like, okay, well, what, what do I do? what do I pack? What do I, what do I have ready? What, how much time do I have? Like, is this a 15 minute situation or I got five should days? Evacuate?
2: Should you not? Like, yeah, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. I don't know. You so some sage advice on this because I don't, I don't know. This is, this sounds like some very serious stuff. It
1: does. I will say that the, my favorite local hurricane fact though, there's this thing down the street. It's at an old, uh, it used to be a, a creamery, like a, a dairy with ice cream and and all that kind of stuff. And that no longer exists, but the sign for it does. And it's called the Coburg Creamery. And so it's like this big C, whatever. And it's got a cow, like a cow statue. And it's raised above the ground. So let's say around the height of like a a red light would be, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing where I live is that you don't have to take a hurricane seriously until Bessie, the, the Coburg cow, comes down. Because evidently they remove the Coburg cow when like a real hurricane threat is coming. So now I I think there might be a Coburg cow cam, and I'm kind of wondering like, do I need to have that on at all times? That's what sun? I
2: was thinking. You have a, <laughs> like you're on cow watch all the I'm time. I'm on when cow watch all the time. Hurricane warning. You yeah. don't do anything until you see the cow. Till the cow, again. yeah. Once live. the if cow starts the moving, disappear. I'm
1: gone. But is that too late? I mean, maybe they move the cow late. Like how, you know, how accurate is this cow? I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So you're going to need to know
2: what's the countdown from cow removal to yeah. like, you know, the it's actual problem. Yeah. zero hour. I've got to be. Right. Um, am I
1: packing when the cow is coming down or am I just hightailing it out of there? Right. You know, riding the first cow out. I don't, I don't know. These are things and I need And what do you put in the go bag?
2: What do you put in a go bag for a hurricane? Well, Moscato for one. There you go. Okay. <laughs> what about a um, maybe a flashlight? Yeah. Uh, and, what, and snacks, I, what snacks do you pack? What are what hurricane snacks? appropriate snacks?
1: Yeah. I have dogs. I obviously have to have dog food at the ready. So does that mean I yes. always have to have X amount of dog food ready? How far do I go when I evacuate? You know, is there a good right. direction to go? I, I don't know. I've heard, I learned about shelf stable water. Okay, I feel like I'm I'm becoming a prepper or something now. So is that Sh- where you
2: have to put like a couple of drops of bleach, I think, in the water and oh then God. it stays for years and, years and years well, and years. This like, is and years and years. And it keeps it purified forever. I don't, know. I, guess.
1: Okay. I don't Okay, I didn't hear about drinking bleach. But um <laughs> it's just like you just put like
2: a drop in there so that it keeps the water yeah so that it's usable well, for years in case you're i don't know yeah um, in case you're in a hurricane zone the and the cow as, like, came down or events or something but yeah.
1: this this was like cartons of water that are shelf stable for five years <gasps> yeah i know have you ever watched
2: doomsday preppers
1: no but i've heard about it and i feel like now that you know it's june and evidently i have hurricanes to look out for this year i'm gonna have to watch that and just take all the notes this is I what i'm thinking watch
2: it and say follow none of their advice <laughs> so frankly if you're doing all of that, you're scared.
1: You're scared. That that's not living life. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've decided if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm going in the first wave. You're
1: going in there. You just I don't, you're
2: calling it. I'm not you're trying, not trying a- to run around with a can opener for the next twenty <laughs> years eating mystery cans. That's not. That's not you Just me. walk
1: out. Like just walk out. Get bit. I'm just call like, it a day. Just go ahead. Take yep. me. And I'm not going. I'm delicious.
2: <laughs> I don't want to be a zombie.
1: Oh, you don't, don't want to be a zombie, okay? See, no, I, I just want to go
2: out. Just be done. Oh, all right, you're you know, done. Finished. You're just calling. Oh, it. I don't want to be zombified. I'm done because you know, zombie. They just seem like like their clothes are never clean. I would feel real. They're itchy not well kept. And annoyed. Yeah. And the I don't want to have an attitude as a zombie either. Okay,
1: but if Keanu Reeves was a zombie and he was walking down your street, would this change? Would this change your mind? I would keep him in my in my house. A personal like, Keanu zombie.
2: Just keep the Keanu zombie.
1: Oh, that's and nice. And then if
2: he starts to smell, he's got to
1: go. He's got to go. Yeah, we need yeah. a clean Keanu but for zombie. for a while,
2: it would just be nice <laughs> to, you know, have those zombie yeah. conversations with Keanu. <laughs> it it involves on. a lot
1: of grunting, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. I tell people I would change my Facebook status to, you know, in a relationship, but it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's I'm happen. not hoping for a zombie apocalypse that affects Keanu Reeves, but there's part of me that kind of want to see like that. This would be status. great.
2: All of our photos will be like from a distance, you know, so yep. that people can't really tell that he's already zombified, but <laughs> it'll still be me. It's me and Keanu.
1: Wearing your Wonder <laughs> Woman shirt. I love it. That's, that's great. I'm glad <laughs> that we have a plan in case this happens.
2: <laughs> this, is, this is the only important part of the zombie apocalypse.
1: Absolutely. I love yeah.
2: it. Mary, this I have, have had...
1: I have had so much fun with you today. I honestly feel like we could do this for the next two hours. Um, So we're going to hang up in order to go get you back on here. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to chat with you again. This has been so much fun. And, uh, you know, I need your address so I can send you a koozie. I can't wait to get people connected with your, in only 10 days time, the, uh, the uh, meeting you are running. I think some great conversations about equity are going to come out of that. And uh, yeah, I think we've got some spots open in July. So we might just have to have you right back next month hear about how your party went. Yes. They all, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have photo
1: evidence as well. Perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Awesome. I'm gonna let you go. We mm-hmm. probably both have work to do, but this has been just so absolutely amazing, and I can't thank you enough for your time.
2: <laughs> thank you, Marissa. Thank you for having me, and have a wonderful day. And please keep me posted on all things hurricane. Hurricane. Park. <laughs> I promise
1: I will. I will. We'll talk soon. Thank you okay. so much again. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online and inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for Online and Inspired, where you can also find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. And if you're looking for a position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. If you're a school district with provider needs for next year, please feel free to reach out to us at www.teleteachers.com or send us a message on any of our social media. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.